recording with Miss Sally Saxon for your second time on the show on Wednesday, June 7th, 2023 at 4.47 p.m. Eastern Time. And I apologize for being extraordinarily late. My episode with Dr. Hatfield prior to this ran very far over, um, but we talked last month um, and um, we, we brought up towards the end of it uh, synthetic biology. And that seemed to be a good starting point for our next conversation, and which is going to be today's episode. So, Miss Saxon, could you please maybe introduce yourself, and then we can jump into the discussion. Sure. And can I give just a short recap of yeah. what we yeah. that led into this? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my name is Sally Saxon, and I'm a retired attorney, and I was the lead author on this book called. Uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and beyond, what the medical industrial complex is not telling us. And uh, I wrote this in collaboration with two medical doctors, uh, Dr. Jim Thorpe, whom mm -hmm. Tommy has interviewed before, yep. and Dr. Deborah Viglione. Uh, and she's a and, uh, in, board certified in internal medicine. And uh, Dr. Thorpe, of course, is a OBGYN and maternal fetal specialist. And so the book uh, basically is a compilation and overview mm -hmm. of a lot of the evidence surrounding the key issues about the COVID vaccines. And it's divided into four parts. And the first three parts have to do with, like, uh, was a vaccine even necessary in the first place? Um, why these are not even vaccines by definition? Uh, and the different kinds of impacts on different people groups, like pregnant women, the military, uh, children, uh, people over 65, athletes. And so we get into those kinds of impacts and a lot of, a lot of the data about the extent of the harm that has been done by the COVID vaccines uh, to uh, people both young and old and everything in between. Uh, we also talk about, uh, and as much as possible, using the government's and the vaccine manufacturer's own data and documents to show not only how harmful the vaccines are, but also how, how much they have lied uh, to you know, the public about all things COVID and especially the vaccines. Uh, but you know, so we go into a lot of evidence from their own documents even, as well as just other things that they have done. Uh, a lot of evidence of different kinds of fraud, uh, different, so many different levels of fraud mm -hmm. and misrepresentations, manipulation, data, that kind of thing. And, and so, uh, and then we talk about the effectiveness and issues concerning how effective have these things been? And of course we, then we deal with the issue of um, the risk versus benefit and how many doctors have said there's no benefit at all because they don't prevent trans, uh, infection, disease, or transmission. They don't prevent hospitalization or death, and they, they don't even lessen the severity of it. They're, even though they make those claims, mm -hmm. it lessens the severity. There's no evidence. So we get through all that and see how they're, they're even less than ineffective, meaning they're detrimental. They're, they're yeah. not saline, they're, they're poison it, saline. Then, yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> so that's, and then we come to part four of the book, 
which I believe is the most important part uh, because it gets into the big picture that all things COVID fit into. And uh, this is like really important. We were talking last time about the globalist agenda, mm -hmm. the bigger globalist agenda and you know how COVID you know, fits into that. And you know, what is that agenda? And um, you know, I talked about how important it is not only to know what the globalist agenda is, but also their strategies and tactics and just the ways they go about deceiving people to get them to go along with their agenda. Because it's my belief that if people really knew what the agenda was, They'd be uh, up they arms. would choose to go along with it. Yeah. yeah. So they have to, so the globalists have to use deception, uh, uh, various, uh, all kinds of deception, you know, whatever works. And uh, over the decades and centuries, they've discovered many ways, you know, that, uh, that work. And so, um, you know, we we got to this point where so that essentially uh, we're in this spiritual war because we've got this one group of people, the globalists, trying to push an agenda to change what it even means to be human through the transhumanism and synthetic biology. Uh, and then you, you've got, you know, God on the other hand. So playing God or connecting with God, having a personal relationship with God. And because of the nature of this war, I mean, it's definitely a spiritual war because even the globalists are tapping into the dark side mm. of the spiritual realm. The occult. And, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, occult and just, you know, that that's a whole deep rabbit hole there. But, uh, you know, so, uh, so we come to these issues of, okay, they have lied about so many things and deceived. They had to deceive people into getting these injections. And so the, the book also talks about, well, what's in these injections? Uh, and uh, why were the globalists so hell-bent on getting every single person on the planet injected, you know, with these shots? And uh, so, you know, that's when you start getting into some uh, going down a path that we haven't been down before, hmm. I guess is one way to say it. And, uh, you know, we were talking last time, Tommy, about how, and you were expressing how because of the nature of everything and so many lies about so many things, this has to be about more than just being money hungry yeah. or greedy. You know, that there's this whole agenda of control and, and even depopulation. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's all of those things, but it even goes beyond that. And so what I hope to do today is to be able to connect some dots, some more dots, and to talk about what I believe is the ultimate end game. Let's do it. You know, this whole thing. The big, big uh, picture. Yeah, the big, big, big picture. Big, 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 big picture. Yeah, so um, that's what kind of led us to this, is we because we talked about you know, transhumanism and synthetic biology and the desire of the globalists to change uh, what it means to be human. And so, you know, what is that all about, and why is that important? Why should each person on the planet care about that? It really is uh, the the most spiritual aspect of it is is if we are made in the image and likeness of God, well then of course you want to pervert that image. Yeah, exactly. It's, and yeah. and that's 
Yeah. And so it comes down to that. And, and then there's even more. And so uh, let me um, do Well, okay, I don't need to screen share on this point. But so let's start with a couple definitions. Um, yeah, what is transhumanism for those who aren't aware? And, and you know, there's different definitions, but uh, you know, one would be that it's a belief or ph philosophy or a movement, you know, that that humans should strive uh, to transcend the physical limitations of the mind and body by technological means. So that means using uh, you know any kind of um, nanotech. Uh, biotech, neural tech, neural relating to the nervous system, you know, like um, Elon Musk's mm -hmm. Neuralink technology, uh, you know, trying to connect with your nervous system, which controls, you know, everything in your body. And uh, so they're basically trying to enhance evolution. Now, if you don't, so that raises a fundamental question there is, well, is evolution true or is creation true? Were mm. we created by a divine being uh, or did we evolve from the primordial soup? Mm. Um, and so, uh, so it gets into both uh, mechanical and biological uh, modification of humans where you can create hybrid species. So part human, part machine or part human, part something else, you know, some other kind of creature. And, um, and so the, uh, where the COVID and the vaccines come into play is that at least with the mRNA vaccines, you know, they've been said to be like an entry point into transhumanism. Yeah. And, uh, in, in our book, we, um, quote from the Moderna website, uh, which is, they took it down, this part down, but it's still in the Wayback Machine. You can still find it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But they're, they're talking in terms of um, their operating system, that their mRNA technology can be likened to uh, an operating system in a computer. Uh, that can be, you know, programmed with different things that you can plug and play. Well, that raises lots of questions, as I raised in the book. Okay, so this operating system within our bodies that they wanted to to uh, put in is like who's to decide? Yeah, you know, what should be plugged and played, and do we have any control over that? You know, can we say no? I don't want that. Well, obviously, if they if this was in the vaccines, vaccines, quote unquote, uh, the shots, uh, did they bother to uh, to reveal that and disclose that to uh, people who got the shots or the general public? No, they didn't disclose that. And because think how many people would have lined up to say, yeah, I want that if they knew that that was in mm. the shots. And one thing I want to say here, too, is that um, we that not everybody who got the shots got the same thing. Yeah. And we just don't know. Some obviously got very bad batch. Some died, you know, either very soon after getting the shots. 
Others, it was a period of time after. Others were seriously injured and still you know, have those injuries. Others had more mild uh, injuries and have recovered. Uh, and then some seem to have no effect at all, no adverse reaction at all. And now, I don't think anybody knows if everyone in all of those categories uh, actually received a shot with the uh, this operating system or with the nanotechnology in it, uh, you know, we don't, we don't know. Um, but uh, like, for example, the people who don't seem to have had any particular adverse reaction at all, mm -hmm. uh, did they just get a pure saline solution or, or something, you know, without any uh, harmful or detrimental or undesirable ingredients at all? Uh, we don't know. Um, but, you know, so one thing on this point is that nobody should be fearful because as we get into this discussion a little bit more and we can see the power of God mm -hmm. and what's available to us, we don't need to be fearful because fear is just going to drive poor decisions and fear will adversely affect your physical health, your health yeah. and your mental health, emotional health. And yeah, we don't want that. And, and so there's ways to deal with that fear. So the, the other part of this is that we are all affected, vaxxed or unvaxxed now by the mRNA technology because they're putting it in everything mm -hmm. as oh. we'll get into. Yeah, so the foods, uh, fibers, clothing, air, water. I mean, nobody can escape this. So we're all in the same boat and we're all fighting the same fight here. Now, ones who got the shots and have had, you know, a serious adverse reaction uh, and are still dealing with that, uh, you know, my heart goes out to you. Um, you know, I want to be able to help you. And, and fortunately, there's a lot of other folks and a lot of other healthcare professionals I'm not a healthcare professional, but there's a lot uh, who also have a heart, you know, to help those who are still struggling with these issues. So there are uh, some uh, natural treatments uh, that uh, are apparently very effective for uh, helping people recover from various kinds of symptoms from the shots. Uh, so we've got the remedies in the natural. But I like to tell people that no matter, um, no matter uh, whether or not those natural kinds of treatments have been able to help you fully recover from any physical injuries or not, nothing is impossible for God. Hmm. And as we're going to see uh, later in the discussion, I think um, you know our relationship with God is going to be the key to enabling us to deal with whatever else the globalists kind of throw our way, sure. whatever kind of schemes that they have, uh, we need a power that's greater than ourselves. Sure. Because they're tapping into a power greater they're, they're, than they're, themselves. They're tapping into so, the, the That's one thing I've said about this is it, it does make me more certain in a belief in God because they clearly believe in something else. And well, they imply, you know, the dark implies the light. So they clearly believe in an inherent evil, which to me is good news because that means that there's an inherent good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and so then the question for all of us is, well, what is our connection mm. with, you know, with our Creator, and mm. what can we do about it? And what, how does He, uh, what do we know about the help He provides us, and enables us to access, to deal with uh, these kinds of uh, threats and issues that we have never had to deal with before. No generation has ever had to deal with these kinds of technologies and the threat they pose to our very existence as humans, uh, you know, which goes beyond even just our individual lives and, and, and you know, what happens to our physical health individually. Uh, you know, it's, we're talking about an existential threat to humanity. Mm. And uh, so, so, so anyway, so that's uh, kind of about uh, transhumanism. And then uh, another point there was, as we had talked about before, with the the old TV series about the six million dollar man and the bionic woman, and how attractive and desirable, you know, they they made uh, those two people look like. When for those who aren't familiar with those TV series from I don't remember what decade that was, uh, but the six million dollar man had uh, some kind of uh, technology implanted into him that enabled him to do kind of like superhuman feats, mm -hmm. and uh, and the, and then the same the spinoff was the bionic woman. Uh, she also had some kind of uh, <clears throat> robotic or some special kind of electronic equipment mm -hmm. uh, uh, put into her, implanted into her body that enabled her to do all these incredible things. And uh, <clears throat> kind of like Superman, but this was, uh, Superman's a different, a uh, little bit different situation. And so this was part of the predictive programming where they want to prepare people, uh, condition their minds that, oh, this kind of hybrid uh, part human, part machine uh, technology uh, and that kind of existence is a really cool thing. Mm. Something that you know a lot of people would desire like, wow, wouldn't I love to be able to jump that high yeah. or to throw something that far or to lift? I mean, there's all kinds of you know benefits you know, to those things. But the other side is, while there may be some very good uses of the technology, uh, the, the other side is there's just as much potential for very evil uh, purposes that this kind of technology can be used for. And that's where this choice uh, comes into play that we all have to make. Which side are we going to be on? And um, you know, I don't know that there have been, been any surveys among the scientists uh, who are actually working in this area of technology as to, you know, whether they think there should be some limits, you know, on how far this is, would be developed and used, or whether the sky's the limit. You know, let's just push this as far as we can and, and, and go with it. Uh, I don't know what percentage, but I know this is one of the big you know, issues that needs to be faced mm -hmm. is 
where do you draw the line between what's an acceptable technology you know, for like beneficial medical purposes or other purposes versus where you cross the line of what's moral and ethical and really gets into like what you were describing about perverting the image hmm. of God. And um, so uh, we're going to get into that in, in a minute. But um, so, so that was transhumanism. And then synthetic biology kind of goes beyond that, uh, where they're not just looking at creating hybrids uh, where you're still part human, but the ultimate end game is getting rid of uh, the or, living organisms altogether, get rid of humanity altogether. And this is uh, where I think I want to do a screen share, if I can. Let's see mm -hmm. if this comes out here. Okay. So let's talk about synthetic biology for a moment. Um, so this is the design and construction of new biological parts, devices, and systems. Uh, and the redesign of existing natural biological systems for useful purposes. And, well, that sounds, you know, nice. That doesn't sound so evil until you really start thinking about yeah. what does that mean? And, uh, you know, you're redesigning existing natural biological systems. Okay, and then, uh, and as one uh, person, uh, Celeste Solemn had are you familiar with her, Tommy? No, ma'am. Oh, okay. I'll have to tell you more about her. She She's a former FEMA employee, and she's actually teaching a synthetic biology uh, uh, seminar right now in uh, many modules. And she just goes way into depth on a lot of different uh, rabbit trails that uh, synthetic biology you know, leads down. And uh, so she talks about how and just like uh, Yuval Noah Harari mm -hmm. talked about, um, uh, you know, engineering brains and minds and bodies. Uh, you know, what synthetic biology has to do with you can sort of take apart God's original design. Uh, and so, you know, brick by brick, like, and, and then make something different out of it. And, and then it becomes no longer a living organism because they're using just synthetic. Mm -hmm. they're, they're creating these new things, but it's all synthetic. And that's why Harari says, yeah, you know, we can, we can hack, you know, the brain, we can hack the body and come up with these, you know, different life forms. And one of the, the first uh, person, scientists who, uh, was credited with uh, inventing a the first synthetic life form was a guy named Craig Venter, Venter, and he um, and so if you if you were to do a search on synthetic life forms at some point you would find his name. He he has an institute and these are the kinds of things they work on. Uh, but so you're looking at sort of replacing, ultimately replacing every part of your biological, you know, natural organisms uh, uh, for synthetic 
you know, things. It's like in the mRNA injections, they're you know, putting in synthetic, you know, things. And so, for example, you know, you've you've seen Richard Hirschman's uh, examples of those white fibrous things mm-hmm. that remove from people's bodies. Well, what is that? You know, it's it's not blood clots. We know, you know, it's something that it doesn't break apart. And so it's something synthetic. And there are various other uh, researchers that, uh, you know, talk about what those things are, what they're made of. Um, but anyway, so we this also involves, you know, what's called directed evolution. And that assumes that humans and all living organisms, plants and animals, came about by evolution rather than by creation by a creator God. So it's like they're trying to direct, you know, how evolution is going to come about. But what if the whole basis for evolution is false? And that we were actually created by a creator God. Mm. So then we come to this issue of playing God. You know, mankind's belief that created beings can improve upon God's creation. And uh, and so that's one of the big questions people have to ask themselves: is hmm, well, what do I believe uh, about uh, about these things? And then the next uh, slide I want to show here is I put together just a, a a brief little slide here, illustrating the some of the points that are the part of that tell what the ultimate end game is for this. And it has to do with the spiritual foundation of, of these uh, beliefs about transhumanism and synthetic biology. So on the one hand, uh, can you see that screen okay? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, you have God, and there is no being equal to or greater than him, greater than creator. But the problem is that you also have a devil, you know, Satan, who himself is a created being. He uh, he is not um, the he is not a creator. Uh, and the problem is that he seeks to exalt himself and make himself higher, you know, than God or equal, even equal to God. And and so that's that's a big problem when you have a created being. Uh, seeking to like dethrone the creator, um, you know that that's going to run into some problems. So then, uh, back on the left side, uh, okay. So God created mankind, and only mankind in God's own image and likeness. And as you were mentioning earlier, you know the devil is trying to corrupt and destroy that that image. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, by the way, there are, there's a series of books, um, this is volume two, uh, by Dr. Douglas Hamp called uh, Corrupting the Image. And it's a three-part series of books, a lot of stuff about, uh, about the very things that we're talking about. And, uh, you know, what does it mean to be created in the image of God? There was no other creature that God created other than mankind that was created in his own image. 
And now you've got this devil, this created being, seeking to destroy that. Okay, then the third uh, point in this list was that, you know, God empowers humans to be conformed to the image of Christ. And that's a process made possible because humans are the only creature he breathed his spirit into. Uh, and this all is based on the Bible. And in case people hadn't uh, figured that out yet, and, which raises another fundamental question, which we won't go into a lot here, but it's like, well, why should we believe the Bible? And my response to that is, okay, two things. If the Bible is not what it purports to be, if the Bible is not what it purports to be, it doesn't matter how you respond to it. But if it is what it claims to be, then it makes a huge difference uh, as to how you respond to it. And so when, uh, many years ago, um, decades ago, in my younger years, it was actually shortly after I had uh, graduated from law school and was starting in practice. And I just came into this point where uh, it was during the Jesus movement, actually, you know, back in the, in the late 70s, when this issue of well, what happens to me when I die, yeah. I realized for the first time, this is a very important issue. And even with all my higher education, I did not have an answer for this. And so something in me started seeking the truth about this. You know, what, what is the truth about, you know, about God, the Bible, Jesus, heaven and hell, life and death, you know, all those things. Uh, and I honestly did not care whether the truth was here or here or here or here in any particular faith. I just wanted to know what is the truth to the extent truth could be known about those questions. And so uh, being a lawyer and you know, inquisitive and doing research and like, where's the evidence? Hmm. Fortunately for me, uh, there was a book out at the time. It was written by uh, a, a guy named Josh McDowell, who himself had been a law student. I don't know if he ever graduated, but uh, he was challenged uh, on this point of disproving that uh, Jesus was the son of God. And that led him literally to different places in the world, researching the truth about this and the evidence to support or disprove that, the claims that Jesus made, and which goes back to the Bible. And to make a long story short, uh, he, you know, he was, he set out to disprove the Bible, basically. But what ended, what happened was he ended up coming away fully convinced that no, the Bible is what it claims to be, hmm. no matter which, what perspective you you look at it from, like historical, uh, the records of secular historians of the times, uh, archaeological, uh, mathematical, physical, you know, scientific, uh, all kinds of perspectives from so many different disciplines and um and he, that was the only conclusion he had come to and and so he compiled a lot of that evidence uh, into a book called evidence that demands a verdict well for a lawyer that was the yeah, perfect perfect for me. language that, yeah that was exactly what speaking i speaking personally 
Yeah. And uh, since then, uh, several years later, he revised that. And now there's a new evidence that demands a verdict, uh, which has even more uh, evidence. But, you know, for me, it was like, oh, when I read that and I studied that a lot, uh, I, I was convinced that was very compelling evidence. And then since then, uh, it's been ex experiential as well. There, uh, uh, the experiential part of coming to believe, you know, the Bible as truth. So uh, anyway, that's just a little digression, but I felt it was important to address that because it's kind of foundational. But that is one of the, the foundational issues that people have to address is, is the Bible what it claims to be or not? Uh, oopsie, that's not what I wanted. Okay, so, um, and okay, this third point down on the right side, you know, it's interesting um, that, you know, the devil sought to prevent the birth of Christ from the very beginning, and then, then he sought to destroy him. But when those attempts failed, he then sought to replace the image of God with Satan's own image. And uh, and again, because Satan is not a creator, he can only uh, do things that are imitation, artificial, you know, synthetic, uh, uh, that kind of thing, uh, the counterfeit. Um, you know, it's, he's trying to replace the real thing, God's creation with his own, you know, counterfeit. So, uh, okay. Back on the left side, okay. One of God's first commands in the Bible was, you know, to the first, uh, man and woman that he created, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. So that's God's design. That's God's plan was for human beings to, you know, to multiply, procreate, fill the earth. And on the other side, we see that the, just the opposite of that is destroying the seeds so that human beings and other living things, whether plants or animals, you destroy the seeds that, so they can't multiply, then ultimately you're going to lead to depopulation and then genocide plays a role in that. And um, so this is uh, this Satan's agenda, you know, is about destroying seeds, destroying life. Uh, and that's why we see so much infertility, hmm. you know, caused, you know, by the COVID shots and then various other things that they're doing, uh, that the globalists are doing in the environment um, and just many different ways where they can um, impact uh, man's even desire to procreate as well as their ability, you know, to, to procreate. And then um, the last point, <clears throat> uh, God created every living thing to produce after its own kind. And so, you know, the devil wants to destroy the ability of every living thing to produce after its own kind and replace it with synthetic life. So here's the war that we're in. And, uh, you know, this, this is the fight. 
And so if we, if we don't believe the Bible and we don't believe these things about, you know, God's original plan and that there was a devil and he's got just the opposite planned plan, you know, to destroy and pervert the image of God and destroy all of creation and replace it with synthetic, you know, things in Satan's own image. If we don't believe that, then we're going to have a hard time dealing with whatever uh, it may come down the road that the, the other crises, uh, other pandemics or other crises that the, the globalists have in mind. Hmm. And, and, and so that, that slide kind of talks about the, the ultimate end game, what yeah. it's all about, and yeah. why there is this fight. And it's all in the spiritual realm, but it manifests, it manifests in the physical reality on earth. Yeah. It's like, uh, and, yeah, it's like, uh, what are those toys where it's like a, it's like a plate of iron shavings and you put the magnet under it and you pull stuff around and you can make different shapes and you can visualize the magnetic fields. It's kind of oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. It's the spirit, the magnet. Yeah. 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 So like the physical world is, is the iron shavings and then the spiritual world are the magnets. It's manifesting here. Yeah. And, um, so the, so the, the real fundamental questions surrounding the issues of transhumanism and synthetic biology, um, you know, really are spiritual in nature. And when you consider that this fight is in the spiritual realm, you know, it comes down to, well, okay, how, how do we fight against that? You know, that, that's one of the issues, uh, because, and I'll go back to the uh, screen share here. I, I probably will not do all these, but, um, uh, yeah. Well, I'd say take your take your time and go through them. If we don't get them, if we don't get through all of them today, we'll just do another one. Okay. I, I'd say don't skip them. Let's let's go through it slowly. Okay. Yeah, I only have about ten, I think. Um, okay. This slide says, "What did God and Satan have in common?" And I'm not representing this as a totally comprehensive list. Sure. But it's a list of the the key some of the key things, and um, some people might think, "Oh, that's blasphemy." What does Satan and God have nothing in common? But uh, let me just point out a few things and, and note that they are totally opposite in or different in their nature and purpose. But they're both spiritual beings. God is spirit and the devil is spirit. The, the demons uh, and the angels are spiritual beings. Um, and they both have a master plan and destiny destiny for mankind as well as for individual human beings like you know you know the bible talks about you know god says you know i know the plans i have for you plan to pro you know prosper you you know plans for good and not for evil plans to give you a future and a hope but the devil's plan is something totally different you know they he he makes a lot of promises but ultimately his end is death hmm. god's want saying you know, Jesus, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, but the devil, he's all about, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so 
both God and the devil are seeking to, to fill human beings with their spirit. And, uh, you know, that, that's what's so, um, I guess, fantastic about having that personal relationship with God through Christ is that, you know, he enables you to be filled with his Holy Spirit to have access to, you know, to his wisdom and be led, you know, by him. Whereas, you know, those who, and there are different levels of, of, uh, of like uh, demonic uh, influence. Like there's, the worst is total demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Or somebody is yeah. just totally given themselves over, you know, to the devil. They've made some bargain with the devil maybe and, uh, and, and they're really, I'm not sure that they can escape from that. But then there's other levels where anybody, even Christians, can be influenced, you know, by different kinds of demonic spirits and harassed and, 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 and so forth. But it's not possession that we can all be influenced to different degrees, depending on choices we make of what things we, we look at, what things we listen to. Uh, what things we choose to get involved in, um, you know, like a lot of the Hollywood movies, for example, there's so much satanic stuff there, so much demonic stuff. So if somebody opens themselves up to that, and and they really feed on that and spend hours and hours of time, uh, you know, opening themselves up to that, then you know, they could end up with some real problems where, uh, you know, there are so many other good things, you know, God, godly things to devote our time and attention to uh, that uh, lead us in the opposite direction. It's like, yeah, I, I want to pursue those, those good things that are going to, you know, uplift me, that are going to encourage me, that are going to make me healthier, that are going to, you know, give me joy and, and, uh, you know, positive, uh, things. Uh, so, uh, so both are seeking to fill humans with their spirit. Um, they both also have weapons and now God's spiritual weapons are, uh, their spiritual weapons are very different than the, the devil's weapons. Like, you know, the, look at all the different weapons that we know about, like guns and bombs and, and uh, those kinds of things, you know, knives, uh, you know, any kind of, you know, military, you know, hardware that can be used as a, as a weapon. And the injections can be used as a weapon. And many have called them, you know, bioweapons, you know, the mRNA shots, the other COVID uh, shots as well. Uh, are they, are they bioweapons? Or what about even just releasing different kinds of poisons and toxins into the atmosphere, uh, in the water or the air, you know, those can be uh, weapons. But God's spiritual weapons are nothing like that. I mean, you know, we're talking about like uh, prayer, Hmm. uh, his word, you know, the Bible, and and the word is actually has power. The words have spiritual power. Uh, you know, behind them, because like when God created the earth, he spoke things into existence. So the power of the spoken word, 
that aligns with what God has said can be very powerful. And uh, that's a whole nother area. Uh, or how about praise and worship, gratitude, uh, forgiveness? Those can all be uh, weapons. They're very powerful. Um, and, and, you know, the power of our words in general and, you know, self-talk and the power of our thoughts, you know, um, you know, whatever we focus on gets bigger. And so do we want to focus on the good and positive things or do we want to focus on all the negative stuff? You know, it's, it's going to have a, a major effect. So those are God's kinds of weapons, you know, they're, they're spiritual nature. Uh, and, um, I have a scripture uh, in another slide about that. But, um, so, okay, so both God and Satan also work through and release their power through humans. And, uh, you know, it's just a very different kind of power that they release, and they do it in different ways. And finally, they both have power, but God's power is unlimited, and nothing is impossible for him. Versus the devil, yeah, he has power. We shouldn't underestimate it, but we shouldn't be fearful either because if we have the power of God in us, then we have the greater power. Hmm. And uh, so that's an encouragement to know. So those are some things they have in common, but um, what are some key differences here? Well, God, as I said before, God's a creator the devil is a created being. God is all about life, about enhancing life, increasing life in people. The devil is about death and destruction. God is about abundance. Where And, and this, this relates to the climate change stuff, which also relates to the synthetic biology. Um, because in God's world, when you're doing things God's way, and you've got God's blessing on, on everything, there's abundance. Uh, whereas with the devil, there's always lack and scarcity. And so you probably know people, Tommy, who just seem to always be focused on, on the lack yeah. and the scarcity, and that drives their decisions, you know, rather than having an abundance mindset. Hmm. And... Um, and so, like, the whole climate change things, oh, you know. Okay, if God gave the, the instruction to, you know, uh, um, fill the earth uh, and multiply, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Um, yes, he also gave us the uh, command to, uh, you know, be a good steward over the creation uh, for which mankind was given the responsibility. And in many ways, we have not done a very good job of being a good steward. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes I, I stop when I, when I hear some of the people talking about the threat of climate change and, and, and so forth, and how that's such an existential threat, and therefore we have to take all these extreme measures mm -hmm. to try to prevent it. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> how ironic, you know, when through synthetic biology, they're, they're working hard to destroy uh, humanity in a different way. Uh, 
but in any event, it's like God is not sitting up there in heaven just looking down and saying, oh my gosh, uh, there's not enough resources to sustain you know, the population if, if humans fill the earth. Oh no, what have I done? No, that's not what's going on. If God you know, provides, if God creates something, a human being, you know, a culture, a group, a nation, he'll provide, you know, for that. But it's our mindset. You know, are we going to focus on God's promise and what his word says and how he works and how he makes his power accessible to us uh, to deal with different problems that arise? Um, or are we going to allow ourselves to be focused on lack and scarcity, which is not, that's not of God. Okay, so then God is love. It's not just a, a verb where yeah. he loves, it's his nature. So everything that he does, even though we don't understand it all, a lot of things we don't understand about, well, why did he do this? Or why did he do that? Or why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? But it's all rooted in love. So when you, you know his, his true character and nature and you trust in that, um, it can change your whole perspective and how you respond in situations that are difficult or challenging. Um, whereas on the other hand, you know, Satan hates. Mm. And then with God, it says where where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So he's about liberty and freedom. He's not about trying to restrict people and keeping them from having fun, which is what you know the devil wants people to believe that oh God, he's just got all these restrictions Old and yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, he's no fun or anything. Whereas on the other hand, you know the devil is about enslaving people. And getting them into bondage, you know, whether it's you know like addiction to drugs or addiction. Yeah, some you know. more some more irony there that that refraining from drugs and refraining from addictions is often the root of autonomy. You're free and you're not in bondage to anything. Versus having fun and doing drugs leads to addiction and the opposite of freedom. So again, it's it's ironic inversion. Yeah, and that's part of the packaging, you know. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, where they, they try to condition your mind and make you think that, oh, this is really a good thing. If you well, go down this route, this is going to bring you so much pleasure and and stuff. And uh, actually just the opposite is true. And well, that's it's why, why it's why a creepy pedophile kidnapper pulls up in a van and says, I have candy and puppies. Yeah. They got to put yeah. out a trap. They got to lay the bait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and because... Uh, and now we're into truth versus lies and deception. And because they have found uh, different ways of making the lies so attractive and, uh, you know, it, they use the same strategy over and over and over again. And so long as they keep working. And that's why it's so important for people to really pursue truth. I remember last time we talked, Tommy, you were, you know, you were, talking about how you know you try and keep an open mind about these very controversial issues uh 
you know, which I, I commended because I wish everybody were like that and would, you know, consider that maybe there's a whole lot of different evidence and competing evidence, conflicting evidence on the other side of maybe, any Maybe I don't have all the answers. Yeah. And I, and there are many, many things that are not at all as they appear to be. And I think over the next uh, several months and years, we're going to find out that, um, you know, what we've been believing about a lot of things is a lie. And, uh, so, I mean, just about every, everything you hear on the major media, uh, you know, just figure that the truth is probably the opposite of what they're saying. But, um, you know, we need to, you know, to really sharpen our skills of discernment. And, you know, the Bible talks about testing the spirits to see, you know, if this is from God or is this from the devil. Hmm. And you know, the Bible says that Satan masquerades as an angel of light and he prowls around seeking whom he may devour. But he, you know, he masquerades as an angel of light so that he tries to appear, like we were just talking about, oh, very, like a very good, like a good angel, something very desirable, pleasurable, beneficial. Uh, he, he wants us to think that it's a trap. so that we get entrapped and snared and then we come to the issue you know with god there's free will yeah we can we can choose whatever we want he, he allows us to but it's kind of like he gives gives us parameters saying he says my will for you is to have the greatest life possible i want you to have the greatest joy uh you know the and to always have hope to have a vision uh a great future and provision of all the material things that you need for life and to enjoy. But if you want the best life, there are certain parameters to stay within because if you start going outside those, you're going to end up in the bondage and addictions and enslavement, like debt, for example, you know. Yeah, those credit cards look really appealing. Yeah. Like, oh, I have all this money I can spend. Well, yeah, until the bills come due. Yeah. yeah. And then then that's a whole different matter. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, then what do you do? Um, but even within that scope of free will, it's like the playing field is so huge. You could never exhaust all the, the pleasures that God has and all the good things and enjoyable things that God has. So it's not restrictive, you know, at all. Um, and then on the other side, you got the control, you know, that we've been talking about and, and the devil just, you know, wants to control every down to the minute detail, uh, every single aspect of your life. And, you know, just like Klaus Schwab said, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. And, uh, how, how does he know that and what does he mean by that? Uh, and yeah, so it's like, nah, I don't know about that. Hmm. So, but that control can take many different kinds of, uh, uh, can look like many different things. Comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes and forms. And like the social credit score 
like China has that they're trying, they're looking to institute here where everybody would be assigned a, a digital or a social credit score based on how compliant you have been with whatever the globalists want you to do. And so the higher your score, the more privileges you will have in life. And, you know, we got just a little taste of that with the vaccine passports. Yep. And uh, I mean, that's just the beginning. It goes way beyond that. But, you know, just but but that's just an example. So for people who, you know, think that's not true, just look what's happening in China. They already have instituted this to a much greater degree. Uh, but, uh, you know, so do we want to have that kind of life where every part of our life, every aspect of our life is tracked? and traced and controlled and you know according to what they want people that we never elected people we never chose and didn't have a say in you know it's just their plan which is being driven by you know, the uh, evil agenda uh, uh, and so you know what kind of life do we want there um let me see Oh, okay. This slide just is makes a point. Whoops, uh, I made last time that the same people who lied to us about all things COVID also lied to us about all things God, mm -hmm. and they've been lying to us about all things God for many, well, forever. Yes, yeah. And so this slide just shows some of the the lies, which it would be good, you know, to, for some people to know. So one of the lies is. There is no God or creator. You know, human beings and all the creatures and plants and everything came about just through evolution. Well, is that true or is it not true? And that one issue there is the foundation for a person's worldview that affects everything that they do. And um, so... So then the Satanists would say, well, God is the one who is evil. Satan is the one who is good. They, they just flipped it, totally flipped that on its head. And, you know, the devil also tries to tell you, human beings cannot have a personal relationship with God. Not true, definitely. Uh, there's no purpose to human life, no grand plan. Have you heard that, the video where Harari, uh, Yuval Noah Harari was saying that? No. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Somebody asked him in an interview, uh, like, well, what what is the purpose of life? And basically his answer, as I recall, was, well, the nearest I can tell there isn't any, there, there isn't any purpose. There is no grand plan. Well, yes, there is. God certainly has one, uh, and which is a whole nother uh, rabbit trail that's uh, very interesting to go down. Um, but the devil also has a plan, like we were talking about, to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy all of God's creation, destroy his image and everything, everything that he created. Uh, and another lie is that God's promises are not true. He's holding out on us. He doesn't want us to be happy, etc. 
Another lie was that the Bible is not what, what it claims to be. Well, that's a question that each person's going to need to resolve for themselves. And like I said, if it's not what it claims to be, then it doesn't matter how we respond to it. But if it does, uh, you know, it really gives life. It, it brings life, it brings comfort, it helps in direction, help making decisions. There's a lot of wisdom there, it helps us understand our identity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another big issue. Do we see any confusion about identity these days? Just a just a tad. Just a tad. Just a little yeah, bit. All kinds of ways. Yeah. And so when we don't know, if we don't believe that we we were created by God and created in his image and likeness, then where do we get our identity from? <clears throat> we get whatever's given to us. Yeah. And so it's like whatever you know, your, your friend tells you, or, or it could be a, a parent uh, or some other authority figure and says, oh, you're Johnny, you're no good because you can't do anything right, you know. It's... And those kinds of words are just terrible. They stick with little kids. Uh, they get into their, their brain. And I mean, all of us, if we're told that even just once, you know, if, if it's when we're real little, even just words like that spoken to us once about who we are, what we can do, uh, who we can become, uh, it can have very it detrimental... It can last forever. It's the, it's the fertile, receptive mind of... I still remember my sophomore writing teacher, Mrs. Carvis, telling me that I should be a writer, and if I'm not a writer, I should create something because I have a creative mind. I still remember that those words of encouragement all the way back in 2006. It's almost been wow. 20 years. I, I still, I, I probably think about that realistically, probably like, probably like once a month, those words come into my mind and it, I always, it always warms me up when I think about that. Well, the antithesis is true. You can always yeah. hear hatred. You can hear someone putting you down and yeah. you are also able to, that is why the idea of grooming is so necessary to these, these evil people is, you have to get into the receptive mind of a child. There's a reason yeah. why pedophiles and kidnappers go after children because the you can, yeah, exactly. they they are pure and they are they have not been cold and hardened by the world. They are these little balls of love and light, and so the most evil people go after them because they're so receptive. It's the people that rob their grandparents. They're they're beyond yeah. evil, and that includes going in and perverting their minds. And it's it's the same ad- uh, adage of uh. You know, idle hands do the devil's work. When you got nothing to do, you know, I, I find it myself. If I'm not working hard and go to the gym and I start I start eating fast food, I start I start like maybe I should get drunk on a Monday. Like it starts you start to be filled with 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 the negative. And the same thing goes if we don't have um, an identity, if we don't have a root story, you're created in the image and likeness of an all loving creator. Well, then you kind of a blank slate and then anyone can waltz on in and go. You're evil. You're responsible for the reason why the world is dying. You are. You don't know what you are. You're not a boy. That's that's evil. You are whatever you want. Mutilate yourself, and it's stunning and brave, and it's it's rainbow, and it's 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 the total inversion of right. all that has been created. And it's the more you look at it, the harder and harder it is to reject it. And I, I'm a I'm an example of that throughout the history of this podcast. 
I've started as like, okay, it's not a whole satanic conspiracy. To 1,200 episodes later, I'm like, they're all demons. It's the inversion of God. They're here to kill us. Like it's it's a it's a, and you can go there without you know going crazy. But I mean, at a certain point, you you do look at it and you're like, it's getting harder and harder to argue against. In my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And the, what I have found, and again, remember, I'm a lawyer, so I spent a lot of years kind of being trained to look at evidence and research evidence and kind of look at, well, what makes sense? What doesn't make sense? How do these things fit together? How to connect these dots? Uh, you know, how much weight should I give to this kind of evidence? Yeah. Uh, you know, they make this claim, but what is there to support it? You know, a claim just a claim, a claim is, is claim. about something is not evidence. And, and so, and then I had to go through my own soul searching and spiritual, I went through a spiritual crisis yeah. you know, when I started practicing law, when, you know, it, I got confronted with this issue about well, what's going to happen to me when I die. And I knew I didn't know the answer. And, and so the, you know, God took me on this journey, spiritual journey, uh, until, I got it resolved. I mean, literally, I was going through a time, Tommy, when my physical heart literally felt like it was being pulled apart. Mm. And and then it was like one morning I woke up because I'd been praying. I mean, I you know, I didn't know if if there is a God who exists. If you oh, yeah, are, yeah, who no, you yeah, are, no, I've, I've been there. If you're there, yeah, give me something. You know, just show me. And, and that's what I recommend for people who aren't sure, but I, they're really seeking. You I know, always tell people that. It's just, you know, my parents, always, sorry to interrupt, my parents always, on every on a Friday, they'll always go spend a dollar and go get a Powerball ticket. They're, my parents are, they're retired, they're, they're financially sound, but they always go buy a lottery ticket because it's a dollar and you might win a billion. That's kind of yeah. how I throw it out there to people who, like myself, were atheists for many years. Why don't you just hedge your bet and just go, yeah. hey, if you're there, give me a sign. And if he's not, well, then what's there to lose? Yeah, exactly. And if he is, there's a lot to gain, man. It's it's a dollar yeah. it's a dollar ticket. You're probably not going to win, but if you do, if you do, it's, you know, you're silly not to. But but I would I would go beyond that even and say that you, well, you know, probably are going to win. It maybe it wasn't the best analogy. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but in terms of of this question, in sort of uh, testing or trying to f find out if if God really is who He says He is, and the Bible truly is what it claims to be, just asking God. Simple. There's no you know special words a nope. person has to say. Just nope. come as you are. Like you're having a conversation, you want to know, like, God, I want to know the truth. And that's how I came. Yeah. It's like, I just want to know, what is the truth about you? Yeah, there's, you know, no, there's no password. It, yeah. Yeah. If you can make it, please make it known to me in a way that I can receive it. Yeah. And that way I can understand it. Yeah. Because everybody's different. Well, you yeah, know? if you're a farmer in feudal medieval England you have to have the message made to you now and if you're a, a lawyer in you know the 70s or if you're a podcaster in 2023 like ask God just be like make it known to me be like I don't know I don't know the rites and the rituals and I'm not at church and I'm not, I'm not reading this but just there's a genuine desire in my heart to do good and to know good and to know love yeah 
See, and, and that's, you know, so it's just start where you are. Yeah. You don't have to get cleaned up. And, you, don't, you, don't and, need to, you don't need to tell anyone either. You can do it by yourself. Just in, yeah. in, just yeah. in, in bed, in the shower, just by yourself, just two seconds. Be like, God, exactly. if you're there, show me something. Yeah. And he will. Exactly. It might, it might yeah. take a while, but he will. Yeah. It's never failed me. Yeah. Okay. Let me just see, because I'm going to have to leave quickly here, but let's see where we're at here. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, let's... let's things, uh, other lies. Oh, here's an important one, and this could be a subject for a whole other thing. The lie that God is not doing miracles and healings today. Maybe he did in ancient times, but not today. That is absolutely not true. He's doing all kinds of miracles and healings today. Uh, or that God doesn't love you or care about you. Well, he absolutely does love you hmm. and care about you. Um, and then finally, uh, I'll probably just leave it with these. There's some key scriptures um, here. This was from the book of Ephesians. It says, for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against, um, you know, evil authorities the of the principalities of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and against uh, evil spirits in the heavenly places. And, uh, which is what we were talking about. It's a spiritual war. And, uh, and then second Corinthians, like we're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the stronghold of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And, and so I was talking earlier about the different kinds of spiritual weapons. Okay. And then Luke ten nineteen is a real key verse too, because is Jesus saying, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. So if we don't know the power that's available to us and the authority uh, to overcome all power of the enemy, we, we can't win the fight. Mm. And so this is, this is the, a super big issue is not only knowing your identity as a, as a child of God and, and who he made you to be with a specific purpose uh, you know, in mind when he created you with certain gifts and talents and skills, he made everybody different so that kind of all the bases would be covered for everything that people need. Um, but uh, he's also given us, you know, spiritual authority and power uh, to overcome anything the enemy throws at us. Mm. And, and so... If we don't know that and we don't know how to exercise that authority or how to access his power to overcome the enemy, you know, we're, we're going to have troubles. Yeah. And, and God's saying, I've made a way for you. Uh, here, here's what it is. But people have to deliberately choose to uh, understand, you know, what authority and power that they have available to them through that personal relationship with God, and then learn how to, uh, you know, just like going through boot camp, you know, you get trained and conditioned to know, okay, how do I, what spiritual weapons are available to me, and how do I use them to help, you know, overcome, you know, what the enemy is trying to do in my life. Absolutely. So with that, I think I will. I'll say, well, 
shoot shoot me a text and let's let's schedule a sequel to this episode because I, I think we still have a lot to go over um and i would love to do another one with you okay oh that'd be great yeah there's there's all kinds of rabbit trails i'm here. I'm, I'm all i'm all for it i wouldn't keep having you on if i didn't enjoy it so miss okay, well, please 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 send me a text and i will i will schedule one okay well thank you so much tommy i uh, really appreciate uh what you've done and well, thank uh, you. also if i can just uh mention about the book of course for one last time uh it's available on amazon for those who are interested in it and uh we also want to encourage people you know we think that a book like this can help really help wake people up and uh especially part four <laughs> the book and and so anything that um your audience can do tony to help you know, spread the word and help us to reach people that you and and I and and Jim Thorpe and Deborah Viglione cannot reach. We appreciate it because you know we cannot afford in our country to have a large percentage of the population not be aware yeah. of what's going on and not knowing how to protect themselves and their family from from what's coming. Yes, ma'am. And uh, the link to that book will be in the description. And uh, Ms. Saxon, I look forward to our next discussion. Oh, likewise, Tommy. Thank Th you so much. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Till next time. Recording God bless. Stopped. Thank you so much. Peace.